how to start? Well, you know, it's just writing. I mean, here's something important to remember about dialogue. Every word matters. No, it doesn't. They're modern. I want to go to this place that I think it needs to go to. The only thing that counts is what you see on the screen. I will write like four or five, six hours a day. And it will be a voice made of ink and rage. Okay, I'm, re I'm really glad you asked me that question. Welcome to the show. In this episode, Robin Block returns, the founder and CEO of Crater VC. We talk about how they've built these six gigantic documentaries, these critically acclaimed, super long documentaries of the last five years with the help of 80 backers. Some of his thought processes around that, how they actually find those, what they do to validate ideas, such as they're doing with their new film, Terabytes. Updates on the new In Search of Darkness 1990 through 1994 edition and some nitty gritty in the weed details about crowdfunding, building campaigns, how he actually works with Kickstarter now and lots and lots of great information for indie filmmakers trying to break in today and get funding for the first film. Here's my conversation with Robin Block. So we've delivered six critically acclaimed like super long feature length documentaries in the last five years um with the help of around eighty thousand backers mm. uh, at this point so we're the leading crowdfunding crowdfunded factual entertainment company in the world right now we've got an amazing team um but uh we're expanding we're looking at books um, so we've got our first book, which is based on uh, our 80s sci-fi retrospective uh, documentary In Search of Tomorrow, uh, which is really smart because it's got lots of um, augmented video in it and it's heavily personalised. It'll be a one-off um, manifestation of fandom, essentially, for, for those types of movies. So that's that's been really good, really well, really well received. Um we're just moving our flagship franchise, which is In Search of Darkness, which was all about 1980s horror, moving that into the 90s. And we're running our uh, pre-sale campaign um, for that right now, which is very exciting. And so where do I see the company? Um, we're not going to be doing documentaries forever. Um, so where my interest is now is in membership and community platforms. And instead of doing these one-off big projects that is supported by sort of tens of thousands of backers, I actually want to build a kind of never-ending um, in search of darkness. Hmm. So we've got our first membership platform, and the phase one of that goes live probably in a couple of weeks uh, called Darkness Unlimited. Uh, we're launching with around 40 hours of content, uh, 20 hours of never-seen-before material from our 1980s um uh documentary uh, which is very exciting and lots of long form interviews with people like John Carpenter and other horror luminaries um and i think we're launching that for about 29.99 for 6 months access to sort of 40 40 hours of content and um that's phase 1 phase 2 is going to happen next year which i'm planning right now which is going to be the the biggest um crowdfunding community focused campaign we've ever run so I want to go really, really big um, in this space. And I've got a lot of exciting ideas. And I want to create um, a community and a platform that is really for elite horror fans, 
horror fans which really live and breathe the genre and want to revisit old movies and understand and want to have access to all the new movies that are happening in terms of, you know, what's happening on set. Um, and that's what we're working towards at the moment. So in a nutshell, um, we're moving from one-off documentaries into um, uh, membership platforms. We want to create the most powerful horror community in the world. When you talk about 80,000 backers, are they within subgroups or do you kind of see it as, as one giant group? No, they're, they're, they're subgroups. They're subgroups. So In Search of Darkness has around 50,000 backers. Um, and then we've got, you know, we've just released our first gaming documentary, which is FPS First Person Shooter. And that's, you know, gaming's got its own niche. So they're, and funnily enough, there isn't that much crossover between yeah. horror and sci-fi. They're very disparate groups. Um, but, uh, you know, collectively, that's our backer base. When you're entering, let's say, a new genre to some degree, I would imagine you're you're sharing some of that with who's already there and you're getting some trickle over. But are you starting at zero a little bit? Like, how do you kind of, if, if you were giving advice to someone who wants to build a mini version of this, where might they start? Um. <clears throat> I think that the best example so far in our journey has been how we've put together Aliens Expanded, which is our documentary about the movie James Cameron's 1986 Aliens. Um, we're in post-production on that right now. And I feel like that's the best executed strategy we've ever delivered. So we went out to the whole Aliens fan base, all the community fan page leaders. We brought them on board the project way before we started crowdfunding we said look this is our idea this is our synopsis tell me what you think and right now and they did and we kind of changed it and then we took it then they took it out to their audiences and everyone fed back and then once we had like thousands of survey responses we then went to market with a crowdfunding campaign and it was really focused and it's the first time that i've covered a single movie a project and it was i was surprised how well it worked um right now we're running a validation uh campaign for terabytes which is going to be a five-part series on horror gaming mm. and if you go to terabytes doc one word.com you'll see how we do a validation there's a kind of little trailer there's a video with me and and uh, our producer daniel who's working on it um, and then there's a survey, and the survey is really detailed. There's a synopsis we want you to read, so we want you to understand what it is we we want to do, but we can't do it on our own. We need to do it with the fan base, and so we work on these projects together. And so my sort of tagline for Creative VC when I started was community-powered entertainment, but now um, I think it's deeper than that. I think it's fandom with purpose. Mm. If you love something create with that energy and i think that's what we what we're all about and let's i'll, I'll narrow it down a little bit i want to i don't want to say any filmmaker but let's say any genre filmmaker because we know there's built-in audiences around genres can any alt can any genre filmmaker novice trying to break in today do something similar as to what you're doing in crowdfund like how do you kind of think about those things um, I don't think it's easy, and I see a lot of people making mistakes. And so the short answer is, it's really difficult. Um, 
we've had to learn e-commerce like we've migrated away from kickstarter and indiegogo we've built our own crowdfunding platform that really meets our specific needs but we we invest a lot of money on paid advertising like it's it's um there's it's complex um but if i was um uh starting out uh as a genre filmmaker wanting to get the funds and the truth is you just have to start and what's amazing about crowdfunding is it's a meritocracy right so if you really have a strong idea and it's good it's not just you love it but other people need to love it then it has a chance and so recently i was appointed um as an advisor to kickstarter mm. um which you know is a real privilege because uh, kickstarter changed my life um and you know one of the things i you know i talked to them about is 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 better enabling young you know not just young but creators to fund their own projects and i think you hit this reality wall where your idea needs to be presented strongly enough that it crosses that boundary where it's not just that you that is excited about it other people have to be excited about it and i think the challenge with filmmakers and the challenge for artists is sometimes we can be very indulgent about our own ideas but we're not the audience and i think that if there's one rule that i live by with creative bc is i start with the audience i look at where are they who are they are they going to like this how can i find out if they're going to like this how can i know with a degree of confidence that if i embark on a campaign if i invest in the time and energy it takes to put a coherent value proposition together are they going to show up and that's why that's what we're doing it right now with terabytes. I didn't come up with this concept. I was it came you know um uh a really talented uh, creator and filmmaker Daniel Richardson came to me with a with an idea. And I was like, well, you know, there's a there's an audience for this, but I want to test it. And I've been very hard about making sure that I can see the demand. And that's the process we're in right now um so yeah so the so in a nutshell for for someone starting out you've got to accept reality right and it, and it could be that your idea is not good enough for crowdfunding right mm. but you we've seen so many examples of people breaking through and look at the guy that did skinmarink you know it started off as a kind of short on youtube <laughs> and then you know fifteen thousand dollar um budget and it had this kind of global cinema release you know like it, it does it does happen and i think that um you know there's so so many resources out there to educate yourself on crowdfunding um but the i'm, I'm seeing it with people i mentor they they get really focused on the campaign really focused on the idea they forget about who's going to see it where's the traffic coming from you know and um it's it's difficult to get your head around that if you don't start there so you've got to start with who is the audience where are they how can i get in front of them that should really be the first question the second question is 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 what i'm trying to create does it have an audience can i define them can i see them where are they who are the people that are going to listen to my idea and be part of this journey with me you've got to find the people that kind of want to join in with you when I did in such a darkness I had no links to horror at all right and I was just like I'm just going to do it 
And because it was an 80s horror and it was a good idea, people just, the right people just started turning up. Is there sort of a, a, a Kickstarter checklist you recommend? So I come from, I worked at ClickFunnels for a while, so I come from marketing where we're making offers, so it has to be irresistible. So it's so good they feel dumb saying no is kind of the idea. Um, is there something that people can look at? But like one thing is obviously other successful campaigns, but what does a successful campaign look like for you? That's a that's a challenging question because um, you know I'm still learning. We make changes all the time. I don't, we don't have a checklist. We mm. don't work like that. Um, but we do test a lot of different ideas and see what sticks. Um, the the first thing I say is there aren't any shortcuts. Like ev- there can't be any weak spots in your value in your value proposition. So the merchandise has got to look good. The value proposition is is got to be simple enough. People go, yeah, I like it. And the creative needs to be strong. You know, m- one of my good friends who's a YouTuber uh, with you know over a million subscribers, Ashens, his Kickstarter campaign for his, um, I think it's his third feature film, is blowing up on Kickstarter. That's done hundreds of thousands of dollars. And it's a f- and the challenge for filmmakers you can't really show too much because you haven't got anything to show you haven't shot anything necessarily right it's, it's just him talking about the concept but the concept is so strong and obviously it helps having a million subscribers but they're not going to buy something that isn't strong the concept's so strong they've all shown up and it, and it begins with that I think that idea that he's come up with um, is strong enough that someone that didn't have a million subscribers could still go to Kickstarter and with a few things actually have a successful outcome. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's the kind of alchemy of having a strong, strong enough concept and people have confidence in putting their money into it. And the other, the, the other thing which people forget about is it's not about us as the creators. It's not about me as a producer. We really try and tailor our experience to you, the backer. Like we want this to be about you this is your journey that you we we want to take you on this journey into 90s horror that we're running right now like that's the starting point like how can we how can we put in front of people a value proposition where it's like no one else is doing this and it's all about the backer it's all about kind of building trust um and when you're doing something for the first time and no one knows you it's difficult to bridge that barrier but we did it people do it all the time um and I think that, you know, the more you do it, you, the better you get. If your first campaign flunks, that's okay. Do, do another one. You know, l- understand where it's gone wrong, you know. But I can tell you that um, you know, crowdfunding um, has, has created an amazing opportunity for us and our audience. And we're creating things now with our audience, which doesn't really happen in, feature films normally someone's had a cool idea and they want to get an audience excited about it but what we do is very different it seems like it's even gone further away from that direction because now with movie stars doing limited series the limited series they're they're having to raise 50 million to shoot eight episodes and then it might flop which has been a risk we haven't seen before yeah it's it's um it's uh we did we helped crowdfund a feature film last year with the youtube uh, creator and film reviewer Chris Stutman. So we helped raise $1.4 million in 25 days. Again, it helps if you've got 2 million subscribers. 
But this was a film that he absolutely believed in. This is a film that he's been waiting his whole life to make. It was, and he had nothing to show. They had a little poster, right? But the audience believed in him. Mm. And that's what's really powerful. Um, and so it's, it, I think crowdfunding um, in a time where the, the commercial film landscape, you know, at the time of recording right now is really chaotic. Mm. Um, it's a third way of doing it. What are your thoughts to people? Because a lot of people um, really think a lot about gatekeepers, getting their scripts read, getting their movies made, getting approval from someone else. This seems like you're shifting that over to, there's a little bit of approval, but it's like, does the audience want it? Which is way different than like one guy in a room. I love room. it. Yeah. I love it. I love being completely in independent. As a business, we're, we're vertically integrated. So, you know, we we come up with the concepts we 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 sell the concept we make the thing and then you know we, we deliver it right mm -hmm. and we don't have to deal with anyone else so as a creator um autonomy and independence are my key values right so i've got no one you know the people i you know lose sleep over at night are, are backers you know like it's delivering for them that stresses me out, but there's tens of thousands, right? That's very different to having a studio exec come in and say, oh, we're going to change your movie. I don't like it because if you hear about that kind of stuff. So if we, if we um, deliver um, a project that doesn't succeed, we're accountable for it. I can't blame anybody, you know, it, it, it because we have complete control. And, and also if, if, if a if a campaign doesn't succeed that's on us as well so it's complete accountability but the benefit is we've got no strings on us so we can do anything we want as long as we can convince the audience to join us what's Which something that sorry what's something that's changed or maybe from the first film to the latest film about the way you create or present <laughs> you know let's say let's say the word offers or packages to your fans um i think it it's a series of ongoing iterations right so um you know with this latest campaign we've stopped doing enamel pins um and we've we've started using sew on patches something small right mm -hmm. but um the challenge with pins is we had a supplier in china <laughs> excuse me and um it, the timings never worked out and it became difficult. Um, and then we had patches for the aliens expanded and it did really well. People were really happy with, with that as a perk. Um, we have done a lot of work on the Blu-ray media. So we spend a lot of time on the booklet. For In Search of Darkness, we include watch lists. Um, so you can tick off all the movies we cover. Um, in fact, we've just delivered... Um, we're shipping right now this was the big box edition so we had this created yeah and it's supposed to evoke like the pc kind of um big box but i'm mm -hmm. just i'm absolutely delighted with how it turned out and um what's great about um these blu-rays like everything is just premium and like when you open them up uh it even comes with like limited edition num numbered cards so these these will go up massively if they ever get flipped on eBay because they're not being made again this way, and um, like the booklets are really kind of you know 
you're getting a lot of value. And obviously everyone who's backed it is in the project. So it's a personal thing. I've seen Blu-rays that we've delivered on eBay. I saw one recently, which was a James Rolfe Cinemasca Collector's Edition. Someone put it up for $900. I think that's mad, but that's kind of thing that if you went on eBay right now and looked at In Search of Darkness, you'll see Blu-rays going for hundreds of dollars because they, they so rarely get you know are available. And we've covered this before, but just for those audience who doesn't know, it sound, it feels like to me that your you know your main concern is the Blu-ray is is the 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 top product, and then if you get featured on Shutter or streamers or something later, that's an added bonus. Is that kind of how you see it? Yeah, I mean, it's um, the other thing is we're not beholden to a distributor. Like I turned down so many deals. I mean, I had. Hollywood producers reach out and one of the, and I've turned it down um, recently. I've had big name distributors get in touch, not interested. Um, and um, it's, it gives us all the leverage because we're independent, independent. Shudder is a little bit different because, um, you know, they're, they're the premium horror streaming service. And so in a way that allowed us to reach, mm-hmm. excuse me, a much wider audience um but again everything was on our terms they're very good to work with shutter but you know ultimately the experience that we're providing with the whole holistic experience the kind of watch parties the special live q a's with famous directors and actors and and um you know the whole year-long process that can't you can't get that anywhere anywhere else you can't get the blu-rays anywhere else you know so it's a very we're very focused on creating something that's really valuable to our backer you mentioned earlier uh like you you're doing a mentorship is that specifically with kickstarter or how do you find your like apprentice type mentees um i don't i'm quite time poor right so um i the with with kickstarter um they approach me because i have a very good relationship and they have every year they have this group of advisors that they they pull out and you know, Kickstarter, I really respect what they're doing. And I get, a re- and they send me people all the time um, say, can you give them some advice? And I, and I kind of do that when I can. Um, uh, but so I'm not really mentoring directly for Kickstarter, but occasionally, you know, talented people email me and, and with good ideas. Um, and, you know, I'll always listen to it. And sometimes people just email me for advice. And I'm, you know, I feel like, I'm le- I'm still learning, mm-hmm. um, you know, and as someone who really loves creating and working with creators, um, I like seeing other people succeed. I like seeing my friends do well on Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. Um, I back a lot of different projects because I believe in the platform and and um, you know the, you know for what it's given us as a as a team. <laughs> um, but you know, I think in the future. Uh, I, I'd like to do a bit more um, because I see a real challenge because a lot of creators find it difficult crossing the chasm between the creative world and the commercial world, the world of business, the world of doing deals, running projects. Um, and as you know, as a company, what I'm really most proud of is we we build and sell, so we handle both elements, and that's quite rare. 
Do you have any uh, just as final advice? It seems like each thing you're doing as you build an audience, as you create an idea that gets feedback, you're just you're you're ra- you're raising leverage for yourself when you do get in a situation where you're in a negotiation like that. Any just other additional advice for those brand new people who are willing to put in a lot of time, years of time possibly to build their own audience? Anything, any motivation or anything like that? Yeah, um, it's something that I'm telling myself at the moment because I'm embarking on a big, scary project and I'm afraid because I've never done it before and I'm afraid of failing. Honestly, I'm afraid of failing. And what gets me through is the vision. You've got to have a really strong vision. Um, And, you know, it's cream rises to the top, right? So it's sort of... um, you are not the judge of your own idea. The audience is who you're delivering it for. They will tell you, will tell you that, you know, it's, and that's what's amazing about crowdfunding. It's a meritocracy. You know, you see it all the time, things coming out of nowhere, <coughs> purely based on the concept, the delivery. And in, I get inspired by it. So I think it's just making sure that you've got a very clear vision of what you want to accomplish. And and don't let I mean I have my day-to-day job is firefighting and problem solving all day long, right? Sometimes when I'm when it's really busy, it gets very draining. Um but the upside is so incredible that it's worth it. Um and so you know, my advice is just really focus on the vision get real clarity write it down go back to it understand every element of what you're trying to accomplish and then if you don't have expertise in one area find someone that you like that does you know and just keep moving forward because um you know i remember uh in 2018 writing down the idea for in search of darkness and it excited me and what made it even better is when i spoke to people about it they were excited and I've seen that you know, nugget of an idea morph into a small community of people that want to make it happen to then a bigger community of people that have actually paid to be part of making it happen to then something which is like, you know, part of the genre. And if I can do it, and there's nothing remarkable, remarkable about me. I work with people that are way more talented than me, then other people can do it. You've just got to get, just got to not let the naysayers or the knockers or anything get you down. You just got to keep moving forward. I know it sounds basic and trite because that's what everyone says, but honestly, it's true. I've had ideas that have flunked that I've been upset about. My ego has been bruised, but after a bit of time, I look back and I think that wasn't good enough. That's why it failed. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. Before you take off, I want to give you a free gift. I'm giving you my first book, Ink by the Barrel, for free. That's the digital download and audiobook at brockswinson.com. Inside this book, you'll learn how to annihilate writer's block by embracing Elizabeth Gilbert's playful trickster mentality. You can learn to weaponize your anxiety with Kevin Kelly's different is better approach. And learn how to defend your time with Ryan Holiday's calendar anorexia mindset. There's just a few other ideas in the book, Ink by the Barrel. It's also based on over 400 interviews I've done right here on Creative Principles. So go steal that book right now, Ink by the Barrel, to learn how to be a prolific writer. You can get your copy that's a digital download and audiobook at brockswinson.com, B-R-O-C-K-S-W-I-N-S-O-N.com. 
And if it's your first time here, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Make sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode.